Welcome back to the Pesky Pole Podcast. My name is Ari Aiton. With me, Robert Shelley. And we don't really have much to talk about. But Bobby found something, so we're going to roll with it. No, we do not. So, basically, for anybody who doesn't know, I come up with the majority of the content. Ari does Ari's takes and whatever else he wants to talk about if he finds something. But I do most of the content. And let me tell you, it has been a struggle. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. We're grasping at straws, people. This is not fun. I'm I'm not having fun trying to search for 40 minutes just for content to talk about on these episodes. It shouldn't have to feel like that. But we've had no baseball for four months. We've ranked every position known to man except DH. <laughs> I'm sorry I am ranting. This has not been fun. But hi. How y'all doing? We yeah. appreciate you guys for joining in. Yeah. This hey, is, you know what? We got baseball in 10 days. We can survive 10 more days. We can do it. We can do we it. Can do it. So, without further ado, let's just get right into it. If you are on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and hit those notifications. Spotify and iTunes gang, how y'all doing today? Hit that follow button. Appreciate you guys for listening to us while you're either at work, like I usually do, or, you know, doing some chores or just lounging about. Thank you guys for listening to it. We appreciate yep. you. And each of those, go follow that Instagram at PeskyPoll podcast let's get right into it are you ready i am so ready let's do it all right so first thing i want to talk about that wasn't on the agenda mm-hmm. but i just want to go over real quick see if there any thing that catches your eye mlb just came out with this yesterday yeah and it's the i think you might have liked it it's mlb's.com top 10 lineups and top 10 pitching rotations i saw the lineups i think i saw the pitching rotations too actually yeah. So, for anybody yeah. that doesn't know, the lineups go Dodgers, Twins, Astros, Yankees, Athletics, Mets, White Sox, Cubs, Red Sox, and Angels. Which, I believe all those are understandable, mainly because every team but the Red Sox are a top 13 championship favorite team. Red yeah. Sox are at 17, but that is because the pitching rotation sucks, which we'll get into later. But We have Jack. Yes, we, we have, have That's it. Yes. All right. yes. And then top 10 pitching rotations. First go with the Nationals, which is very understandable. Rays is second. I think huh. I think we're stretching. I think we're stretching yeah. that. I top can think 10, of better rotations. Top 10, I, yes. Yeah. Second, no. 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 Uh, Reds, Indians, Dodgers, Yankees, Rangers, Mets, Astros, and Cardinals. I would wonder where they put... The Red Sox. I would that say, list. yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing 27th at best. Basically, no. At well, least well, we don't have John thing. Means as an ace. John Means. John Means is a good long reliever. Um, not an ace. So here's the thing. Not an ace. No, he's not an ace in any way. 
the Mets, why are they so low? They have two of the best pitchers in the National League. Yes. If I had to change around this list, I'm, I'm It would be fine. second. Yes. I'm fine with the um with the rotation the, with the lineups list. Yeah. If oh, I yeah. were to redo this one, I would probably go Nationals, Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, Reds, Rangers, Rays. Mm-hmm. Uh who did I miss? Indians. Indians mm-hmm. Rays, sorry. Yeah. Astros Cardinals. Yeah. That would be mine. Definitely. So I'd probably Definitely. keep the same yeah. ten. Probably a team that I'm missing that just missed the top ten that I'd probably throw in there over the Cardinals. But you know, Cardinals have a good rotation. Cardinals have a decent rotation. Did you hear it's, that um uh Jordan Hicks has opted out? Oh he has? Yeah. Ooh. Apparently he has diabetes, so that makes him susceptible to that. So mm-hmm. And once again, that's very understandable because mm-hmm. everybody has their own reasons for canceling and you know and not wanting to play the season. Definitely. And all those are 100% legitimate and 100% responsible from them. You know, yeah. some of them it's because they have their own things like that. Some mm-hmm. of them have young kids at home and they don't want to bring anything home. So it's all 100% understandable. You know, guys yeah. are still getting somewhat paid. They're obviously foregoing a lot of their contract, but it's very understandable. And, you know, it makes sense. It's no place for us to tell them yeah. what they can. Not do, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But let's get into the next part, which is the Red Sox. Yes, uh, this morning it is two thirty-five when we are recording this on July fourteenth. They have come out and said they have added five more players, which I believe only means that they have eight spots remaining for, um, for new guys to come in. So the five guys that they added, I can't remember the other three names off the top of my head, but they are all top ten farm prospects. Okay. Two big ones, though, are Jeter Downs and Jaron Duran, which obviously you are more of an expert on the minor leagues than I am because for me with the minor leagues, I know a little bit here and there. I've done a little bit of research. You play a lot more video games than I do. You experiment a lot more with those minor leagues, what those Mm -hmm. players are good and bad at. So... Educate the people. Let them know your thoughts on Jeter Downs and or Jaron Duran. So I don't know a ton about Jeter. Um, he, I mean, he's definitely you know a prospect to look forward to in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see him play a little bit of second, just because I think we've pretty well solidified the fact that Xander's staying on the team. Um, so I think that would be a really a really good spot for him. Um, and second base and shortstop are pretty similar because you're playing kind of right up the middle. Um, so, yeah. And but, Durant, I love Durant. Durant yes. seems like a really good... Um, I, I mean, I, I would doubt he'd make any um, any appearances. I mean, unless... He'll probably you know, make appearances got... here and there for rest and an injury, but yeah, that's true. as a consistent yeah. starter, no. Neither of these guys will be consistent starters. Oh, but. for sure. No, no, yeah. At, at best, they're going to make, like, the first two, three weeks of the season. But Yeah. But um, what was I going to say? With you saying that Jeter Downs could possibly be a second baseman, mm-hmm. does that kind of give you the question of if we start transitioning them there, are we yeah. going to have kind of a log jam at second base? Because we have him that could play second base, 
We have Chavis who could sometimes slide over there, even though it's probably going to be first because I think Moreland's getting older. I think yeah. Chavis, I think I think what I hope what they'll do. I love Moreland, but I but, think that they should let Moreland go. Yeah, at the end of the season, and they just have Chavis play first because they'll give him experience playing that. I mean, him playing second base is all also really really good. Like yes, Vasquez but can play first time. if we need a rest day for mm-hmm. Chavis. But at the same time, you got to remember that you have guys like Blaze Jordan who are coming through the ranks and can be up there with Chavis. So you got to somehow split that time. And then you got Nick York coming in second time at second in a couple of years. True. Yeah. So and there's probably going to be a log jam on that left side of the infield. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll be tough. If you look sure. at it right now, mm-hmm. who's the backup <clears throat> shortstop? They don't have one on really the That's roster. That's true. The majority true. of the guys they have as backups are second baseman. And not anybody who can really p- like play consistently well. Yes. Not so like a Brock. Them up. You, they want. Then you need to Brock hold at second base or, you know, shortstop for that matter. Yes. So bringing them up, I think, was a great idea, mainly because yeah. you don't want your big prospects to go <clears throat> a year without being up there. Mm-hmm. My question mm-hmm. is, when are these guys eligible? Our draft picks. When are they eligible to play? And if so, will they be playing in the major leagues their first season? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, I think I, I think they will. Oh, I think you know will. what? No, 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 no. Because we have actually, no minor leagues. We have no minor leagues. You're yeah, actually you're right. And so I, why are we? I would play? love to see even if we went like, even if we won like two games, I would love to see what Blaze Jordan can do in Fenway Park. Yes, like this guy. I'm gonna say it right now, this guy has the potential of possibly hitting a ball farther than the Ted Williams seat. If he keeps at the range that he's going at and how it's young he is, insane. it's gonna be insane. We're, yes. I, like I've said before, this guy is probably the next Joey Gallo. You're sticking by that until he proves you wrong. Yes. Which we gotta give him quite a bit of time. Weird, yeah. So you're gonna keep saying that for the next like foreseeable future for years yes. to come. And I yeah. hope you're right on that because if we get a Joey Gallo on this team, oh, it's gonna be that would be a really huge. nice transition if JD left. I love JD, but if we had someone who could bring pop like that, totally worth it. Yes. Okay, so let's get into the next thing, which is the Red Sox have put somebody on their trade list or signing list. I think mm-hmm. I think sign mm-hmm. him. There is a reliever who has kind of been around the... He's more of a journeyman. He's a little bit older, and I'm not sure if you know the name. But does the name Zach Godley ring a bell to you? Oh, I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, with He's him... hit or miss. With him, he is a bit more of a journeyman. Yeah. Let me look up his stats real quick. But I believe he was... He's been with a couple teams. His most recent team, I know, was the Tigers. And I believe he's 31, I think. Oh, wait. Zach Godley. Yeah, Zach oh, Godley. He's 30, not 31. Mm-hmm. So his 2019, 2019 was a terrible season for him. That's the problem with this is he was with he was with the Diamondbacks and did really good with the Diamondbacks. And he was a starter and then was with. Toronto for one year. And then he was with um, Detroit for a little bit, and then they let him go. Mm -hmm. But with um, 
Toronto last year, he had a 3.94 ERA. This was only in the back half of the season. Yeah, um, I know. I'm seeing this too. Yeah, and he – oh, don't don't look at that Arizona – or not Arizona. Oh, yeah, my Diamondbacks. word. Yep, you're Diamondbacks seeing exactly. 6.9, 6.39 ERA. 6.39 ERA for a starter and a 6 ERA for the entire season with 33 games played. That makes you want to puke. But but, but look at are... this, though. Look at this. So, 2019. Yes. He played six games with Toronto. One yes. win, 3.94 ERA. Okay. Which looks like 16 and he pitched ain't bad. That's ain't not bad. bad. That's not bad. And like if you look at his career stats, he's around a four. He's, he's averaging a four ERA. Yes, a four six eight. So that's I would take that. But I mean at this point I'll take anybody to play. I will take you know? anything. Yeah. Hashtag bring Bartolo back. Bring but Bartolo back. The one thing I want to question here though is which is better, mm. these numbers or Martin Perez? Mm. Okay, never make that sound again with your face over a water bottle. I'm sorry. But oh, that's that's true. Do we want to even look up his stats? No, 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 no. Martin. I don't want to put myself with the heartache. Martin Perez in the last inter-squad game that I heard of yeah. on Friday, I, I spent so long looking for his stats but the best I could find was that he was inconsistent. That was all I heard. So I'm guessing it was an absolute blowout, and they didn't want media putting out any numbers because you know, it was probably that bad. Yeah. But you want to know what his average ERA is? Probably not, but please enlighten me. The high fours. For career? His career ERA. MLB career ERA. Win loss 53-56. Career ERA 4.72. All right, all right. I need you, I need you to stop, buddy. Um, I'm having nightmares already. All right. We'll take Zach Godley, thank you. We'll we will take Zach Godley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not Perez, you can you can play. Actually, that would make perfect sense. Perez could play long reliever. And then on those bullpen days, you could have him start games, bring in Ryan Brazier. Um, yeah, okay. with, with Brazier, like you can, that's, that's going to be the automatic loss day, we'll call it. All right. <laughs> every, every four to five days, we have just our automatic loss day where we have we might as well just not even Martin Perez start, go the first four innings, and then have Brazier come in for the next two. And then by that point, if you're still winning, you're facing against the Orioles or Marlins. My parents can can close the game. It'd be terrible. But you know what's funny, though? I was thinking, I was like, what if, what if Martin Perez actually just goes off and, like, actually pitches well? Oh, I would. How funny would that be? You want to know the funny thing? If he does that, he will actually be earning his contracts because this man is making $6 million this year. Yeah. Why? 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 Okay. Okay. Calm down. Why? I don't know. Who decided that was a good idea? I'd rather Dave? pay Kevin Pilar six million. I'd rather pay him Dabrowski. $12 dollars. Dabrowski. Dabrowski. What are you doing? I know, I know it wasn't his fault, but I'm going to blame Dombrowski for it. That was not Dombrowski. Okay. Speaking of starting pitchers. Yeah. There was somebody who in the last inter-squad game really, really stepped up and made his name known to be in a really serious contention for that fifth starter. 
And it's someone that we've never really heard of. He was acquired in a trade from the Twins or Tigers. I can't remember at this point. He's 26 years old, and his name is Matt Hall. Uh, I've heard of him. And never, like, Matt Hall, if I can find the quote from Renicky, um, he basically went on to say, if I could find it, uh, if, okay, we're not going to talk about how I'm looking in the complete wrong article. I have multiple articles for this episode. I don't want to talk about it. But Renicky basically said he was on a Zoom meeting with local media. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, Matt Hall, I thought was really good today. We know he's got a good curveball. He showed that today. Talking to our hitters, commenting on the curveball, that is a real nice weapon he has. And through the fastball, well, it kind of cuts in all right-handers. I was really impressed with him today. And he went on to talk about um, um, somebody asked, so is he a candidate to become the Red Sox bulk inning guy behind the Red Sox opener? Um, They kind of compared him to Jalen Beeks, who was really big for the Rays last year. Yeah. And Renicky said, yes, he is. We know we're comfortable with him going, whether it's two, three, four innings. We know he can do that. I think how durable a guy he is, how quickly he can bounce back is really important in this role. Sometimes a starter, you can pitch him three or four innings. You can't pitch him for five days. It doesn't really work well in the bullpen. Whoever mm-hmm. could be more durable, give up those innings, hopefully throw a lot of zeros to give the offense a chance to score a bunch of runs. It's important. That's basically yeah. what I want to say. And I think... If you have a fifth guy that only goes four innings, <clears throat> Martin Perez. Uh, no, 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 no. He's long reliever. He's long yes. reliever. I would at this point, I am much, much, much more comfortable sticking with a Matt Hall experiment than I am with a um, Martin Perez. It's not an experiment. We know how it's going to turn out. Utter failure. Yeah. But the one thing I do want to say is they put out a video, and I know I won't be able to show this on YouTube, but. If you want to look it up, it shows uh, Matt Hall going against Raphael Devers. Mm. Um, and I, it doesn't show oh, – actually, I clicked it. It doesn't show the ending. I think he struck him out. But his curveball is nice. That thing breaks, and it breaks hard. Interesting. His fastball, from what I saw, it didn't have a radar gun on it. But to me, it mm-hmm. looked a little bit slow. But it seems okay. like he throws more of a two-seamer. And he's a lefty. So that cuts right back. Um, yeah. That cuts away from that cuts away from the righties. Which yeah, that'll definitely help with like ground balls. So he probably is more of a ground ball pitcher than a strikeout guy. Which I'm 100% fine with. Oh, yeah. In all honesty, I'd much rather take a ground ball pitcher than a strikeout guy. Because if you got a strikeout guy, a.k.a. your Chris Sales, you need minimum three pitches to get somebody out. With ground ball guys, you need one. Low fastball. Boom. And the get pitch count low. Yes. The pitch count's very low, and they can usually stay longer in games. And honestly, we need somebody like that that's like, I'm going to throw it to you, hit it. I'm not, I don't let's face it. Hit it. Hit the ball. Yeah. You know? Let's face it, because Chris Sale just blows stuff past people. So does Evaldi. Yes. That's and slider, though. Eddie's, Eddie is kind of starting to do the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Did not I'd like to see that for Eddie, sure. but okay. What? Right. People call him Eddie, bro. It's Erod. Erod, Eddie. Whatever. Okay. So, I want to get into something that we talked in a um, in a past episode about. Once yep. we figure out the MLB is back, go check out the episode. It's a really good one. But next is talking about the whole second base r- rule. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. 
Runner on second base and extra innings. We don't like it. So the White Sox went out and they started to practice with this, right? Basically, they started with a runner on second, nobody out. Mm -hmm. Bunted a guy to third. Runner on third, one out. And the dude just hits a bloop single and you're already down. You know? Yeah. And imagine if you're in a low-scoring game, right? Yeah. Let's say the score is one-to-one. Getting the bottom of the ninth, home team fails to score. One-to-one in the tenth inning, right? Congratulations, pitching rotation. You did a great job on stopping that offense. Now we're going to put you in a hole that you had no part in creating, not even by, like, a mistake by your team or just bad luck. Like, you're just put in this hole. Get out of it. And I and you could say eh, it's equal for both teams. Yes, yeah, shut up. Right, it's well, not. It's not equal for anybody. Everyone's getting equal for screwed both teams. Here. If you want to make it equal for both teams, put him on first base. Put so him that on gives first. the pitcher a chance of getting a double play. Yes. And if you want, and I still think this is fair, you know, runner on first, no out, sacrifice bunt. Yeah. Eliminate the possibility of double play. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice bunt. Get him to second, run around second one out. Now the pitcher can be like, okay, if I hit something directly to my outfielder, it's not a hundred percent gonna Lots. end with us yeah. losing. Because think about it. He hits a um, ground ball single to right field. Now you have runners on first and third with one out. Still the possibility of a double play, still yeah. able to get out of the jam. You know, I don't know why they went so extreme with having it be a guy on second. Why would they go that extreme? I don't know. It's, 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 it's so dumb. Thing. It's such a dumb thing. If this is a permanent thing, it's going to really kill extra inning games. I'll be ticked off. I will stop watching. I don't, for, for regular season, I probably will too. If I watch it a couple of times and I said this is incredibly stupid, which it is, I'm probably just going to switch. I'm probably just going to start playing video games. Yep. It's not going to be worth it. No, you know, it's... Why would you screw over a team that badly? I don't know. It was like everything else in the rules. It, it basically love it. gives but love and everything else. But but yeah, no. But and what this will do is it'll immediately take away the impact of a home team advantage because the home team is never going to be able to get a chance to win the game because yeah. the, the the visiting team will always get a chance because they bat in the top of the inning. So yeah, it's 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 an advantage for the away team. Because you can go out there and immediately put the pressure on the home team. Let's say you score a run. You do exactly what happened in that situation. Sack, bunt, bloop, single. All right? And then I the pitcher gets out of the rest. 20. So now you're, it's, it's got to be. It has because to be. Because they if wouldn't not, do this. They're doing this to try to shorten the games more. Yes. To keep people healthy. They won't. Yep. I highly doubt they'll do this for 2021. I seriously hope so. I think what's going to happen is they're going to end up saying... Yeah, this was stupid. Twenty twenty one. We'll put a runner on first. Yeah, yeah. But let's be honest. We're bring it back to the way it was. Those, yeah, you gotta love those eighteen inning games. To be completely honest. Oh yeah. Like, because that's just a grueling battle, especially when one team needs that win for a playoff berth. Like, they'll yeah. do anything just to get that. And then you have teams like the Orioles, where they're just like, you know what? It's the seventh inning. It's a tie game. Chris Davis, go pitch. Chris Davis go pitch. <laughs> yeah. All right, what you got oh, next? We, we rat on the Orioles way too much. But they are an AL East competitor. Competitor. 
They're in the division. We can't they're... help it. They, we can't take them out of the division. I'm sorry they suck. All right, it's not our they, fault. They're sure. sorry they suck. Like, I'm they not sorry they keep defense. doing it. They don't. They don't draft right. They they're don't getting, sign any free agents. Better. Okay. Final thing I want to talk about before yeah. we get into our favorite part of the episode, all right, is there was an article that I saw that came out last year, and I thought it was a very interesting article because it talked about the 15 worst players in Red Sox history. Now, I'm going to go through the list, but the majority of them, Ari and I, I'm only 21, Ari is still 19. Some of these guys are playing in the 80s. I'm not going to know anything yeah, about a guy playing in the 80s when I was born in 1999. All right? I didn't even get into baseball until like 2007. Mm-hmm. Right? I, was, I was eight years old. I didn't like really study the game until yeah. then, obviously. So let me go through the list. The first guy on this list, I believe, is Jose Senko. Oh, I can say go. Yes, um, and insert <laughs> insert meme of run of home run hitting off his head. That's the only reason I know Canseco. This man could field. He was a good fielder. Yes, but no, he was a good wall. Yeah, he basically the article goes on to explain that with his time at the Red Sox, it was two seasons, and he was a choke artist in the playoffs. <laughs> He was decent during the regular season, but he was a choke artist in the playoffs. Oh, my word. Uh, next is Glenn Hoffman. No idea about him. Jose Offerman. That sent, that name sounds familiar, but no. nothing I would really know. He was around the time that uh, Mo Vaughn was coming no. to the yeah. Red Sox. Uh, Mike Torres. No idea. No. That was way before my time. Larry Anderson. Same thing. We'll get into people we know. Rich Gedman. Oh. I've heard the name before, but he was a guy in the 80s also. Mm. Um, two more, and then we get in the guys we actually know. Uh, Josh Wasden. <laughs> oh, There's probably okay. a reason we don't know him. Um, yeah. Mike Lansing. I actually remember that name. Mike Lansing. I don't know. I don't know. He oh. basically just it just goes on to say he sucked. And then yeah. next, number seven, is our good old buddy. Oh, we traded for him or signed him. I can't remember which one. He was a four-time All-Star before he came to the Red Sox. Right? He was honestly one of my favorite players with the Red Sox until he slowly declined. And then by the time he left, I said, I hate this guy. Right? No. No. He, we got him from Tampa Bay. What's his name? Mr. Carl Crawford. No! No! We did That's... sign him. On a seven-year, $142 million deal, Ari. Wow. Crawford played just 31 games for the Red Sox in 2012 before he suffered a season-ending injury and then was traded to the Dodgers. Crawford never even came close to matching the production. And with his his hitting, he was a 260 hitter. what 292 oh 292 on base percentage and a 419 slugging Ugh. and if we're being 100% honest with ourselves he still batted better than Bryce Harper but y'all ain't ready for that conversation Ari's not ready for that conversation next <laughs> next is a guy I don't know if you'll remember but he's a little before Carl Crawford's time he was a pitcher his name is Eric Gagne yo my word yes closing pitcher <laughs> It was terrible. Yes. All right. He was, um, he was pitching for the Texas Rangers to start the yeah. season. Yep. He had 29 strikeouts in 33 innings and carried a 216 
um, ERA. And the Red Sox were just like, hey, that's pretty damn good. We should trade for him. And they <laughs> did. And then he came to the Red Sox. And wet the bed. And gave up a 6.75 ERA. My word. Which, if that doesn't make you want to puke... I'm having a hard time not to. He tripled, tripled his ERA just by switching teams. That's great. Explain that. Explain that to me. Next is Jeremy Giambi. Okay. Which we all, oh. I've heard of him, for sure. Well, no, there was there was some good that came out of this. If you don't remember, um, Jeremy Giambi was the first baseman for the Red Sox when he came, and then he sucked, giving the rise to a young prospect who the Red Sox just kind of experimented on. Name, I don't know if you heard of him, David Ortiz. So yeah, his, I mean, his kind of around a little bit. led to Ortiz being as great as he was. Yeah. Number four, and this one, this one's kind of an exception because he was old, old in the time he played with the Red Sox, mm-hmm. was Atlanta Braves phenom John Smoltz. Okay, yeah. Which yeah. he was 42 when he came to the Red Sox. No one pitches when they're 42 anymore yeah uh, besides randy johnson besides he randy was, johnson i mean but he, like currently now currently yes yeah, yeah well guys like randy johnson and cy young pitching into their 40s and still no hitting teams yeah you you won't say that for a while now no number three is a guy we don't know jerry stevenson you feel like i've heard of him but don't know anything about him he played in the 60s okay nope. next you'll you'll love these next two guys and we'll just brian brazier We'll oh. just, no, no. We'll just we'll just sit here and talk about these two guys for a minute. So, right. first guy who didn't make number one for some reason. But if you guys want to hear a more in-depth version on this guy, um, go look at the Section Ten podcast because they they cover oh, no. it in detail, and I don't want to ta- I don't want to copy them. But please, you know who it is. Explain to the people. No, I, I don't. I don't remember who it is. It's the panda. Pablo! Pablo! He ate, uh, he ate quarantine. He's the man who and ate quarantine. He ate quarantine before it happened. And then they said, slim down. So he slimmed down. He slimmed down. He and then not. he... Uh, well, no. I mean, for Pablo, he did, though. He slimmed... He, yeah. Okay, I'll stop eating five pieces of pizza instead of, you know, 24. So, and then <sighs> he slimmed down just to go back to the Giants. And then now look at him. Now he yes. like he covers third base. Yes. It's like there was there cover. was videos of him. Um, well, there's basically stories of him like drinking soda <sighs> on the bench and like that's, that's not healthy. I feel bad for him. Like there's no. a certain point where it's like this is not healthy for you. Yeah, he's he doesn't care. He just got his money and stopped caring, like a lot of athletes do. Like they work so hard to get to that point, and then they just stop working. So I'm interested to see who number one is because that like they consider him number two. Yep. So the number one guy was somebody who we really hated. Basically, he was a like two or three time Gold Glove winner at third base, and the Red Sox really, really, really wanted him. And then he came, and then they experimented with him in left field, and then experimented with him at third base. Yeah, you, our boy Hanley Ramirez. Oh. Hanley was scared of the monster. Mm-hmm. He was... Uh, we thought lazy. he was going to be Manny. 
he, he was he, the, the Red Sox were like, we're gonna have we're gonna, he's gonna be the next David Ortiz, and like completely treated him like a baby the yeah, entire way sucked. through the farm system, and yep. then yeah, it was bad. It was. But bad, what's bad. sad? Okay, so here's the thing. What's sad is like the end of his career with the Red Sox. Basically, the end of his career because he hasn't really played with any other teams, but. When they released him, he was starting to actually get kind of good. Yes. Which was sad because it's but like... It was too a little not, too late. Yeah, it's like, dude, you should have started doing this a year ago. Once you... Like, yeah. heck, two months ago. Like, yes. would have been way more appreciated than now. Yes. So I but, do feel bad for him, but he definitely was a big, big letdown. Yes. But anyway, let's get into our favorite part of the episode. Ari's takes. Hit us with it one time, really, really quick, and then we'll. Ari's takes. Off. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I, don't I don't know, know what, what that was, but okay. <laughs> my body left my. Uh... All right. Uh, let me Let's go. Ari's so, takes. Ari's takes. So I'll be interested to see what you have for this. Do you prefer if you had the choice between eating a calzone or a pizza? What do you go? Okay. So, for the people who don't know, first, welcome to Ari's Takes. It's a very weird ride, but this can be about anything. It can be about baseball, football, video games, food, sports, anything in general. It's just whatever Ari wants to talk about. Apparently, he likes pizza day. Today, yes. Today is pizza day. For me, a Hawaiian calzone or a barbecue chicken calzone is the greatest thing ever. Okay. It is the greatest thing ever. All right. Calzones are amazing. For all, my, for all my non-Hawaiian people out there, let me know in the comments. But Hawaiian is, uh, Hawaiian is amazing. You can't, you can't say anything else. Hawaiian Shane is amazing. Vicarino, the flying Hawaiian. The, the flying, flying Hawaiian. Uh, no, so here's the thing. Here's my quick thing about um, calzones. Calzones, they're basically like the, bur- they're like the weird... They're pizza. They're the weird Italian cousin of a burrito. <laughs> and they were like, you know what? We want to eat a pizza faster. Let's roll this pizza... Like, pizza up and give it to you yes you can eat it way faster that's what i think i'm glad you think love it love it love it all right so that was the quickest (laughs) ever but with that being said if you guys do kind of like this make sure to hit that like and subscribe button like we're saying spotify itunes hit follow go follow the pesquale podcast roll that out your music one time we love you guys we appreciate every single one of you that sticks with us we'll see you guys next time